Hey, and welcome back inside Insert Coins. This is episode two of the podcast. My name is Mike Engelhart. If you're new to the show, and you probably are because we're just getting off the ground, it's a new podcast where we're going to talk everything video games from interviews, game reviews, news, and anything that's happening in the world of video games. I myself have spent 21 years in the video game development field, so hopefully that will offer some additional insight and opinion from somebody who's pretty much spent most of his working life doing this fantastic job. And uh, today we're going to be talking about two different topics on the show, one being the Evercade, which is a new handheld console taking its shot at retro gaming and then we're going to do a bit of a game review or a series look as we look at the super mega baseball series that's been doing quite well and is also made out here on the west coast of canada over on vancouver island but first let's jump into the evercade and get going with today's show so the Evercade, if you have not had a chance to uh, look at this system, it's a brand new handheld system that, quite frankly, a lot of people didn't think was going to get off the ground. And essentially what it is doing is, you know, going along the lines of this retro perspective and trying to bring back to life games that have been gone from years past and bringing it to a brand new audience. It is a cartridge-based system, uh, which is pretty interesting considering that most things these days are going digital and the system itself is about 80 bucks it is an lcd based screen albeit uh, in terms of the time that i've had with the device it's not the kind of thing that you can play from multiple different angles you do need to look at it uh, straight on uh, and so that's one of the downsides of the screen um, the system itself actually feels pretty good in your hands. It's actually quite comfortable to hang on to. The buttons are pretty well designed. The shoulder buttons, the face buttons, the D-pad, everything feels really good, quite comfortable. Uh, sound on it is decent. Uh, it's not the best audio that I've ever uh, uh, enjoyed from a video game screen, uh, video game system, but it does quite well. The screen itself is about 4.3 inches in size, so decent size, um, not the best uh, in terms, again, in terms of screen design because of that issue. Um, you can do HDMI output uh, if you want to as well. So put these on your screen. But really what it's trying to do is bring back some of the games from games uh, years gone past in terms of the 8-bit Atari systems available on this, the NES, the Super NES, uh, Super Mega Drive Genesis, uh, as well as a handful of other things uh, along the way to sort of bring this thing to life. And I think all in all, my sort of high level concern with the Evercade is, is not the idea, because um, I think actually having a handheld system is quite good, but I think it's actually just in the value of the games uh, that were there. And in, in terms of what you're paying, so in the States, it's about 80 bucks for this. Um, and the cartridges themselves cost $20 and you get anywhere between like six to 20 games, the 20 games being on the Atari collection with quite frankly, like 20 bucks for 20 Atari games, in my opinion, is not uh, well spent money. Um, there are some interesting collections on here. Interplay has a collection. Uh, there's two Namco Museum collections themselves. Actually, there's two Interplay collections. Um, there's also a collection from Technos, uh, two Atari collections to name some of the choices that are actually out there. But the value of the system to me is is not really there. I think you're, you're asking people, especially if you're gonna collect all of the cartridges in the series, you're looking at upwards of like $300 to have everything uh, in your collection. And I think you're better off going out to buy a Nintendo Switch, especially when you can get some of these experiences already on the Nintendo Switch 
on um, in terms of different packages and compilations that are out there. One of the other problems I have with the system itself is some of the promise that they're trying to deliver is simply not there. So for example, with the Technos collection, digging into say the historic love of a game like Double Dragon, the promise of playing Double Dragon is you want that fantasy from the arcade on the last podcast we had, we talked about you know arcade one-up and what they're doing and this idea that retro arcade games coming back, really it's about bringing that experience from the arcade and bringing it home. Well, unfortunately here, if you spend the $20 on the Technos collection, the version of Double Dragon that you're going to play is the NES version. And so it's it's not really even fulfilling that that fantasy. If it was the, the arcade version, well, we're talking something completely different and this thing would uh, sort of stand out from the bunch. But really what it's it feels like it's trying to do is be a portable version of uh, the NES and, and SNES Classic, albeit with a handful of interesting game collections that I don't think are going to be uh, people's first desire at the end of the day. So it's not really the kind of thing I don't think is going to do very well out there. I mean, we've seen success with the aforementioned consoles that Nintendo has put out. Neo Geo has done um, you know, their mini, which, you know, albeit Neo Geo, I do have a problem with that system as well because it's this portable arcade cabinet, this tiny stand-up, but you have to have it plugged into something. It's got to be plugged in, otherwise you can't play it. And what's the point of having something portable if I have to be attached to the wall? So I'll give the Evercade that in terms of something I can stick in my pocket or take with me. That's fantastic. But again, for the price point here, uh, I, I just don't think it was a right way to go. And I think again, for the money that you're spending, you can spend your money so much better uh, in so many different places. So um, I'm going to say for the Evercade, I think this is one to avoid. Again, I really like the hardware in terms of how it feels. There's some downsides with the screen. Um, I think I've done a good job with the, the game emulation. Like it, it even has some uh, interesting flickering from the games of old, such as the Super Dodgeball game on the Technos package has the actual, I believe it's just in the emulation that like it was on the NES where the game is flickering. But I just don't think you're getting your money's worth here if this thing was half the price if you're talking forty dollars for the hardware ten dollars for a cartridge maybe uh this is something that could fit into your collection but i'd say pass on this i'm imagining it's going to go down in price um with time to with time that passes and it should be easy to put in your collection as well one, one thing actually to throw in at the end before we move on to the next topic too is what i felt weird is the screen resolution on this thing um maps out to a widescreen format and and most of these games if not all of these games um were four by three and so it makes no sense to put a screen in there that doesn't actually take advantage of how the game was meant to be played so i think again it's just a very interesting um decision maybe you know again you're putting these things together depending on where you're getting the pieces from where you're getting the hardware from where you're getting components from it just could have been a good deal on on this size of screen and that's what they chose to uh to go ahead with so um anyways if you don't have anything retro maybe it's worth a look but again i think you're better off waiting for this thing to go down in price which i think it will i don't think it's going to be a massive success and uh i would call it the nevercade because i'm not even quite sure this thing uh should have happened so check it out make your opinion for yourself if you have this if you have a different opinion than me i'm happy to hear it please feel free to leave a comment or drop us an email and uh take a look at the evercade you can make your opinion for yourself i'm calling it the nevercade i'm going to leave it on the store shelves until maybe it drops even further in price despite the fact that i've had the chance to play it already
And the second topic on today's show is we're going to take a look at the Super Mega Baseball series and more importantly, Super Mega Baseball 3 and talk about sort of a game review of this product, which I think, to be honest, is one of the most amazing alternative license alternative to licensed sports products that you can currently buy in uh, the marketplace so super mega baseball 3 if you haven't guessed it already is the third in the series since the series um, was first incepted a number of years ago so it started out with super mega baseball super mega baseball 2 and then super mega baseball 3 released oh just about a month ago in May. Uh, it's made by a studio out on Vancouver Island here in the west coast of Canada called Metalhead and they've done a fantastic job with this series and have really done a great job bringing it to life and it's a it's a product that's well worth your money. This is a, an arcade inspired baseball game where quite frankly the developer has put gameplay first and again from my book of development for the time that I've spent into the industry and I think I said it on last week's show too Nobody cares about what something looks like if it doesn't play good. And these guys put gameplay first, and quite frankly, they've nailed it and brought together now a following to where this is a great product. It's a product now that I've actually bought year on year over MLB The Show uh, for a number of reasons, which we'll get into now. Um, with the arcade feel comes an arcade look, and the game started initially with the first version as a sort of funky looking game with almost caricatures, uh, big heads, small bodies, tiny legs. In the second version, they kind of dialed that back in a bit more and trended more towards, you know, somewhat realistic uh, proportions of the characters. Um, they added in a lot of customization in the second version itself, so you could build your own team, had uh, from the uniforms to the logo, you could make your team and take the players and customize their names, um, added an online mode. And then in the third version now, they've gone a little bit further into the simulation area with the idea of a franchise where you can basically take a team and guide it over multiple seasons. Uh, players will develop, they'll age, they'll retire. You have to deal with some very simple signing and releasing of players, which is interesting. And along with that, they've added a bit more simulation. So there's things like pickoffs now, stealing, uh, wild pitches, pass balls. The DH rule has come into effect as well. And so they've, they've really built out every time they've done a new release on the existing feature set and bring this series to life in a way that, quite frankly, it's made a name uh, for itself. You can also play online. They have a pennant race on a pennant race mode, which is cross-platform. Of course, you can get this game on PlayStation, Xbox, uh, the Switch, and also on Steam. So multiple ways that you can play. One of the coolest things about the game, uh, before I get into the gameplay, is and I guess relates to the gameplay is this: they have an ego difficulty system. So the name is fantastic because everybody has ego when it comes to video games. But the thing I really like about this is you can basically tune the game uh, from you know being somebody who's never played a baseball game before to somebody who's a bit more sadistic and it dials from zero to 100 and there's so many different ways to play this so as you say win a season mode or having really an easy time with the ai if that's the way you like to play you crank the ego up and i guarantee you it's going to get a bit tougher like last year in super mega baseball 3 i capped out at about ego 85 
and this year they've cranked the difficulty up a bit more i'm playing around 65 and it's about an equal challenge uh from last year you have the ability really to change it in game too so if you, you bite off something that's a bit too much for you to chew you can dial that in game which actually makes the experience uh really easy to play uh from match to match and you can tune it the way that's going to make you um uh, feel comfortable and give you a challenge that fits to you um, but this game shines in the gameplay and i think it's a thing that sets it apart from a lot of other games that are out there the game is really heavily skill based so it really comes down to how good you are with the mechanics uh both the pitching and batting mechanics have a lot of different risk reward in it from power pitches to more conservative pitches uh, power swinging conservative swinging um, now with the additional um, uh, stuff they have this year with a bit more sim so if you, you do risk reward with the power pitching and you can't actually nail the accuracy well there's a higher probability of wild pitches pass balls uh, things of that nature as well if you you make a mistake pitching the, the hitters will make you pay for it especially on the higher difficulties with batting you can't just go up there swinging at everything it's not going to work out in your favor and just because it's an arcade game doesn't mean it can't capture the essence of baseball and if you've played baseball or been a fan of baseball you know you can't just go up there swinging wildly at everything thrown across the plate so the game takes about 20 minutes or so it's gone up a little bit in time i think back in the first version of super mega baseball it was about 15 minutes to play a game and they've added a bit more here with a bit more choice and a bit more of the simulation but you can play a game much faster here than you can with mlb the show and that's the one thing i really like about the game um we really you know are busy people these days and even if we're sitting at home we don't have all the time in the world to play uh video games and it's nice to be able to fit um, a game into 20 minutes if I have 20 minutes to spare. I usually try to get up and uh, have one before I start my workout in the morning so I can start my day off with either a win or a loss and see how my emotion is going into my workout. And the fact that it plays out so quickly is one of the things that I find really appealing about it. Um, I'll also say that the customization in this game is fantastic. You can customize players down to their individual look. Uh, you can tweak hairstyles, you can tweak faces, you can tweak emotional dispositions, change the name. I tend to build the team around my coworkers here at, uh, at Hothead. Uh, I also have some friends and family on the team as well. And I enjoy, I guess, watching my uh, people closest to me, see how they're gonna succeed on, on my team. So uh, I played ball with my dad growing up so he was on the team initially. He's retired since, actually, so was my sister, despite uh, her being a big uh, baseball player uh, in her younger years as well. And so the customization is great. Probably one of the best um, logo creators that I've ever seen in a sports video game. It, it literally is one of the easiest systems to use to build a logo and be able to express yourself and create something that not only looks great, but makes you feel like you've actually created a masterpiece. And that's easier said than done, especially coming from my past where I've tried to make uh, logo customizers in the past in some of my previous games and it's not an easy thing to do so kudos to those guys um, they have the online modes that you can also just play a season you don't have to get in a franchise I'm, I'm playing franchise and I love all the little tinkering that's there albeit it's not nearly as involved as the hardcore sports simulation games and just lots of ways to play 14 different ballparks but the gameplay is king if you have not played this game or this series do yourself a favor uh, spend the money buy the game um, it's come from very modest roots and they deserve the following they have now uh, it's 59.99 in canada so i think it's 39 in the states and it's well worth that money yeah you're not getting the licenses you're not getting the real players but you can put those teams in if you want to but more so you're getting a baseball game that's really fun to play and i think it's definitely worth your worth your money on a side note i think 
the the industry in general could use a lot more of this so i'm really hoping that metalhead um, will do more sports games over time having said that i understand the value of focus and becoming really good at one thing you don't want to try to be everything to everybody um, it's better to be a, a specialist at something and really bring that to life but the sports market in general, and this is coming from both a sports gamer and somebody that's worked um, uh, making sports games in the past, and I did have a brief stint at EA, and I have made licensed and unlicensed sports games, is we've kind of lost something here since these exclusive licensing deals have come out. And having games like this, the market could use more of. Quite frankly, in general, competition is great for the video game uh, industry. And we've kind of lost something with these, these licensing deals. So this is a kind of game to me that's super refreshing. It's something I hope we see more of. It's easier said than done because making a fantastic sports game, I can tell you, is not easy. If it was, everybody could do it. But this is a great game. If I'm going to give this game a score out of 10, I think it's a solid 8 out of 10. It might even lean up to 8.5. Um, it's got some roughness. There's some bugs to fix. But Metalhead, the other thing they're also great at is they listen to the community. There's a few fielding issues in the game right now. They'll get fixed. I'm not worried about that. And so when you, when you have a company that pays attention to its community as much as these guys do, you can buy with confidence and you know that the game is going to get better over time because they listen to the players that are out there. So if you're looking for a great baseball game for your console, your Switch, on PC, pick up Super Mega Baseball 3. It's the one you want to buy. Don't buy two. Don't buy one. Get this one. It is the best. You won't be disappointed. And congrats to everybody out of Metalhead for the great work on this series. I've had fun with it from the very get-go. You're doing something great, something that a lot of studios should uh, really strive to be. And I wish you guys nothing but success and look forward to whatever you guys have planned in the future. Well, that music will bring episode two to a close. I want to thank everybody for stopping in and listening to the show today. Uh, some exciting news going forward is we will have some special guests on the show in the near future. Talking to a lot of different people who work in the industry, whether it's data analytics, game development, user research, going to try to line up some people to give you some more insight into actually how the game development world works. And in that line, I'm also going to be talking to people I've worked with in the past. A good friend of mine who I actually worked with by the name of Quincy Roach, uh, him and I had our first video game jobs together many, many moons ago and uh, he still works in product development, not in video games right now. Him and I also have a very hardcore NHL uh, rivalry that dates back almost 30 years. We'll get him on an upcoming show, probably talk video game hockey, because I think it's a topic we can bang around, and we'll look to line up even more guests. But I want to thank everybody for stopping by and listening today. If you're trying to get us out there and have a listen, we're available on Anchor FM, Breaker Audio, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and of course on Spotify. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing out the show. Stay safe wherever you are. Have a great rest of your day. And of course, happy gaming, everybody.